Welcome to Exploring Sovereignty with Elizabeth, where we speak with heart-centered thought leaders who are curious, connected, compassionate, and exploring pathways of becoming free. And today in studio, we are with the dynamic and brilliant Nancy Claremont Carr, who is a transformation expert who coaches leaders to grow their business, life, and impact through higher consciousness and other conscious leadership principles. She is the founder and president of The Joy Effect. Welcome, Nancy. Thanks for being with us. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, it's a great conversation. I'm excited to have you. So thanks for saying yes. You have um, done so much in your life and um, have such expertise and background in corporate marketing, being an executive for over 15 years in the food and personal care and healthcare industries. Um, and then you started this coaching and consulting business about 20 years ago. Tell me a little bit about that shift into um, becoming you know, moving from 15 years in that previous industry and then coming into uh, this coaching and consulting business that you've been doing for 20 years plus. I started out in the very traditional corporate marketing role kind of as the next step after getting my MBA. I had taught high school and went back and got my MBA in marketing. And so... I pursued that because I loved everything about marketing at the time <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and had a lot of natural skills in what it took to, to do well in, in that arena. And um, what I discovered over time was there were some things that uh, there were some issues that kept popping up in my life, uh, sort of an imbalance and a challenge of health that didn't seem to go away because of the imbalance. And so I decided that I'd learned what I needed to learn. And I was not really doing the things I loved as much anymore. It it Mm. shifts, right? You learn and grow, it shifts. And I I went from loving that, uh, you know, telling everybody what to do, the project management, the new ideas on the marketplace. I did love that for a long time. Mm -hmm. And of course, with the teams and leading the teams but what I discovered about that was that's great but I've always felt more passionate about empowering people to do well in whatever I did and I thought you know um, I bet I could make a bigger difference for myself and others if I left this environment and created my own environment where I was empowered to do what I love which was you know, um, making a big difference in people's lives, helping them remove obstacles. I've always been sort of a little coach. And and so I decided just to take a risk, leave the corporate world, pregnant with my third daughter, had no idea what I was going to do. And I just, I have always felt I could figure it out. And so I did. I, I had my third daughter and just started pursuing ideas, got into the healthcare world, and started working with some energy medicine technologies that opened my eyes to the internal changes we could make to feel better. And that was like the light went on for me. And so I did that for quite some time and became a health coach and started to understand the power of overall health. Well, I mean, for so long, I didn't have it. I didn't sleep well. And so I was always looking for the holy grail of sleep and health (laughs) um, because I have so much energy anyway. You know, I always kind of got through. But when I started understanding that we could actually make ourselves truly healthy and that made a huge difference for how we worked in the world, it was a different ballgame for me. So I uh, continued with health coaching for many years and then started into the the next generation of personal development, that's what I call it, which is really energy work. And that happened in about 2007. And so learned a lot of different modalities. And my life started to change. I was able to start eliminating a lot of the patterns and beliefs and behaviors that were in my way, uh, many of which were the cause of my sleep challenges. So, you know, stuff started to make sense to me. And then I decided, you know, I really need to create a 
a business where I have more direct impact on others in a bigger way. So that led into me starting the Joy Effect in 2015. And I now work with uh, business owners and leaders who really want to change the course of their their own life and uh, the impact they're making and really create a much higher impact on the world in a more conscious way. So that's sort of the journey. That is a journey. And, you know, I'm sure there are people in our community who are listening to this and like, I mean, that took bravery and courage and curiosity and belief in self to make those shifts when something it's like you really love something and then you outgrow it, mm-hmm. not to just keep trying to fit yourself into the thing because you've always done the thing, you know, in your case, marketing or, you know, right? Um, so true, Elizabeth. <laughs> it is. I mean, <laughs> I've lived that and, you know, it's right. like you realize, oh, my gosh, I don't belong here anymore. I've like it's that dance right. of belonging and growing. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And taking the taking the risk, as you say, um, to just knowing you can figure it out, whatever is next. Right. Especially right? pregnant with your third. Like some people might hear that and be like, wait a minute, she was pregnant with her third and she like leaped from a job that was pretty secure and she had been in um, into the unknown with this. Um, I mean, a lot of it sounds like a lot of like joy de vivre. And can do attitude, which will get you far and you have in spades. But that can, you know, for some, it might be like, wow, like, how'd she do that? Right. You know, I, I think that is uh, taking a risk is not the norm, right? Mm -hmm. For the average person, I get that. I've always been willing to do that. I would say that growing up in my uh, home environment, uh, and everybody responds to, you know, environment in a different way. But but my my way has always been to, uh, if I can't figure out something one way, I'll, I'll turn around and figure it out another way. And I had a very controlling upbringing, very controlling father. And, and uh, you know, he didn't always support our ideas, let's say that. Mm. And so I had to figure out a way to, to pursue what I wanted in mm-hmm. um, in my way. And so that actually was probably the best training I could have had to do what I do now. And that is, how do you find your voice in an environment that wants to stifle it? Well, that's our world. Right. And so, so that was the best training. I consider my dad my best lesson giver. And I, I was about to say, to- sounds like a lesson giver. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you, you go from maybe swearing at lesson givers to being grateful for them, right? Right. Because they teach you such fundamental principles that help you reach your freedom and your sovereignty. And so that was my experience growing up is I, you know, I'm, I'm the type that never gives up. So and anybody who works with me or knows me uh, kind of knows that um, on myself or others, you know, so I just, I just figure out that there's, I just figure there's always a way to get there. Always. I love it. And I think, you know, for anyone listening, like who might be wondering what a lesson giver is, right? A lesson giver is often someone who is challenging in our life, who may push us to learn something to overcome an obstacle. It can also be someone who's super supportive that might be preventing our growth too, right? It can be a both and. Oh, absolutely. But I think, you know, your statement of like, you go from like, such frustration, anger, emotional turmoil to like, wow, that really forced me to consider how to get my voice out, how to look at things from multiple different angles, how to come up with different ideas uh, to come forward. So um, then you go to gratitude for those lesson givers, even if they weren't the easiest person to to interact with. Well, and I think it's such an iterative process, and that's the whole point of growth, right? Mm-hmm. We, we learn, okay, uh, we got so far, now we course correct and we adjust and learn something else and course correct. And it's such, a, as I say, an iterative process. And if you if you realize it's never over mm-hmm. to be learning and growing. Um, so someone very close to me, asked me so now I'm you know further along in my journey let's say that yeah 
someone close to me asked me, why do, why do you keep trying to get better? Don't you like yourself? I said, no, no, no. It's actually the opposite. I, I, I really love where I'm at, but I know I can always get better. So why wouldn't I? I mean, you totally. Know, why, wouldn't, why wouldn't we try to create more impact, be more joyful or, or just whatever, shine our light brighter? So um, it, it is a, a matter of a continuous journey and, and knowing that why would you stop now? Why would you give up now? Right. And not to get stuck or stagnant in those, like you mentioned um, when you were talking about kind of the evolution of Mm -hmm. your journey to this point um, of like not getting stuck in beliefs or patterns or emotions that are limiting or keeping you stagnant um, Mm -hmm. from your fullest potential. Um, And I think think there's a a huge parallel and we'll probably get into this more later. Um, You know, when you think of our environment at large, society, there's so many expectations and beliefs and programming that we can fall into and not go within to find a different way. Mm. So asking the question always, um, you know, do do I need to do it that way? You know, am I supposed to stay in this mode or mold and answering that and and deciding, um, you know, maybe not. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe there's a truth within me that hasn't been found yet because I'm just doing things that have been a pattern, you know, maybe from my family or my environment or society or school or whatever that is. So that's not a new concept for people, but I just want to say that that never stops that programming And, and to recognize that and not allow it to control where you want to go. That's the key to me. Yeah. So how do you, um, so now you work, you know, in conscious leadership through higher consciousness practices and energy work with your clients. And a lot of them, Mm -hmm. not only them, but have business practices. How does that look and feel um, for you and and the people you work with? To help them in their transformation, you mean? Yeah. Okay, well, what I'm understanding you to ask is what do I do with my clients to to help them accomplish what they want? Yeah, maybe maybe just give us, um, in, in the last few minutes here, give us mm-hmm. a glimmer of like, you know, what do you, yeah, what do you do with them? And um, why, is, why does higher consciousness matter when you work with your clients? Yeah, that's uh, okay. That's a, a very good question. So, so higher consciousness matters for everyone because we are spiritual beings. Mm-hmm. And because of that, there is an unlimited capacity for love, increased love, increased expansion and impact. And so by tapping into the higher consciousness potential, um, what we do is eliminate the fears that keep us programmed or keep us, you know, mm-hmm. where we were, and they start melting away. And so I like to think of higher consciousness as, uh, or moving into higher consciousness as moving from sort of a fear-based world yeah, into a more love-based world where we tune into our guidance and learn that all things are literally possible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And that the more we listen to our intuition, um, the more guidance we will get to live on our optimal path. So it's really like a like a uh, continuum, right, of really fear-based behavior and beliefs and limitations and moving up into that higher level of thinking, being, connecting our heart and our, and our brain to act together to create the optimal pathway. And so, I mean, there's a lot more to say about that, but... For sure. That, pathway is what I teach them how to do. Absolutely. And I wouldn't, you know, and that helps people step out of that mold that might be keeping them limited by their programming, their beliefs, and what they're stuck in that that this is only me, right? Like, and mm-hmm. eventually, at least in my experience in my life, if I try to stay in a mold that isn't is no longer me, it becomes yeah. painful, either emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually, it's like I, I need to break out, so to speak. 
You know what? Actually, that's a an excellent point. And what I teach my one of the key principles I teach my client is anytime you're having pain in any of those realms you just mentioned, emotional, physical, spiritual, etc., it means that is something that is coming up to be cleared out, to be removed, so you can move to the next level. So thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, absolutely. And um, sure. lucky, lucky people to work with you, and vice versa, I'm sure. Um, well, we're going to dive more into how you support people stepping into higher consciousness and transformation on their journeys when we return um, for our next segment. This is Exploring Sovereignty with Elizabeth, and we have guest co-host Nancy Claremont Carr in studio with us. Thank you, Nancy. We'll be back to explore sovereignty. I'm Elizabeth Sullivan, a certified yoga therapist and friend of the Being Curious show and host of Exploring Sovereignty with Elizabeth and owner of Soma Soul Sovereignty. I'm excited to announce my upcoming Soma Healing Experience, The Physical Alchemist. This program is designed to teach you how to embody your divine nature in a beautiful and sacred space at the Ohm Center of Healing in St. Paul. It's held twice a month from September of 2023 through January of 2024. I will guide you through a deep dive of grounding high-frequency energy into your physical, mental, and emotional bodies for optimal health and wellness. Throughout the program, you will learn various techniques, including re-education of your pelvic floor and core, and how to support your physical, mental, and emotional bodies with breath practices and working with the foundational practices of yoga and Ayurveda. I always bring passion, dedication, and commitment to everything I teach with the deep desire to help people step into their sovereignty and self-healing states. To reserve a spot in the Physical Alchemist program, visit elizabethsullivan.love or the Ohm Center of Healing. I'm Elizabeth Sullivan, owner of Soma Soul Sovereignty. I teach people to transform and heal their bodies, minds, and spirits and manifest higher consciousness. My hope with Soma Soul Sovereignty is that you open up to the power to heal yourself. We believe the power to heal is within each of us. It supports us coming home to ourselves and our authenticity. The alchemy of Soma Yoga, Ayurveda, energy medicine, and multidimensional healing is a synergistic approach that supports this self-healing state within and around us. It is filled with common sense and a deep understanding of the beauty for life and consciousness. It reminds us that our true divine nature is light aligned with love, and when we orientate toward it, much releases, heals, and transforms. Experience the power and freedom within and ways to support your body, mind, and spirit being unified. Soma Soul Sovereignty, awaken to your light within. For more information, visit elizabethsullivan.love or somasoulsovereignty.com. That's somasoulsovereignty.com. Exploring Sovereignty with Elizabeth, and we're in studio with Nancy Claremont Carr, who is the founder and president of The Joy Effect, and she is a transformation expert who coaches leaders to grow their business, life, and impact through higher consciousness and other conscious leadership principles. So Nancy, with our community of listeners here, what does, um, can you expand a little bit on what conscious leadership principles look like, feel like? embody how they how people embody those absolutely thanks that's a great question so i think it starts with the whole idea of consciousness higher consciousness starts with following our internal guidance Hmm. and so learning how to tap into uh so access trust and apply the intuition the intuitive guidance we're getting is is number one um as far as like if there were steps to yeah 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 i love it so, but the concept of doing that is actually preceded by the concept of surrender. Hmm. So to me, surrender is the number one challenge that we have to in over in addressing and becoming willing to surrender to really get on our optimal path. And, and it is the probably the big, biggest um, challenge to uh, learning and embodying consciousness principles. And so what I mean by that is, the idea of surrender, which was the first thing I learned when I 
started this journey, um, I won't say I learned it completely, but was the first concept I realized I had to learn. Right. I was going to say, because I know yeah. that's been a challenge in my yeah, life. It just until now to really yeah. know, learn surrender. But I feel idea. like I'm continually learning surrender. Of course. Because there's a part of me that always feels like, well, I can figure it out. I, I can muscle through this. I can, like, this is, I can, this will be my path. And then it's like... Right, exactly. I make a mess and then I realize, oh, I should just surrender and it might work out better. Yeah, but so let's let's just define what surrender is. Surrender is not giving up control, you know, and being out of control. First of all, I want to say that because coming where I came from, that's what I thought it meant. Mm -hmm. And I thought when somebody uh, first said to me, my first mentor said to me, well, we just have to learn to surrender. And I thought, right, I'll never do that. You know, (laughs) I thought it meant giving up control of everything and what I ultimately learned was surrender was giving up the thought that you were in control yeah, and that you actually had control or that you had to control your environment. And what's in in a way of controlling people, actually, right? what I learned was by letting go of that thought, you're able to go within to actually ask for help. And so that's what I mean when I talk about surrender. Mm. And I don't want people to think it's like, you know, uh, a scary thing because it's not. You have all the answers within you. We have all of our own answers. A hundred percent. I agree. But it and it some- a long time to trust that, to know how to access this. Maybe remove some of the beliefs that think we don't mm-hmm. and, to, and to think they're not trustworthy or that we're not trustworthy. Mm-hmm. So that's part of the journey too. So, so the concept of surrender and letting go of, um, you know, being stubborn or having thinking we have to have the answers, right? Because society mm-hmm. teaches us, you know, you got to show up with all the answers. No, I don't. I got to mm-hmm. show up willing to learn, willing to get the answers, which I do now by going within. So that concept of surrender, accessing, trusting, and applying tuition um, are the first two of the big three, in my opinion. And then the third one is understanding and using the divine energy we have access to. That is so empowering. And that's that's something I spend a lot of time teaching my clients. Those are the three principles I probably spend most of the time working with my clients on. And people in general who want to create freedom and sovereignty in their life. We have so much uh, energy supporting us. And I like to think of it as stepping onto a you know magic red carpet ride. Mm. Um, if use this energy the way it's available to us it's so much easier we can become in flow instantly we can you know realize that we don't have to be perfect we can just be who we are and so learning what our truth is right to to be able to share that um and so anyway those are the three king three i think key parts or aspect of the conscious leadership uh, model So, you know, using your intuition, surrendering to get that energy, um, using the right energy, getting guidance, because what happens as a result, this is what I've witnessed, what happens as a result of becoming a conscious leader and, you know, growing that consciousness is, first off, you learn to love yourself, Hmm. you learn to trust yourself, and the more you do that, the more, of course, we trust and love others. And so that may not be most people's challenge. So it could be that you have to win all the time. Maybe that's our challenge. Mm -hmm. And so you learn win-win, right, instead of Mm win-lose. I literally grew up in a house where my dad would give me books on how to win the argument so the other person loses. I'm like, "Mm, that didn't feel right to me. (laughs) That was such an odd concept, and I didn't know why at the time. But but the whole win-win philosophy is critical to being a conscious leader. You know, speaking your truth and that authenticity, not only doing it for ourselves, but empowering mm-hmm. our teams, our, you know, our people, our supporters, uh, our collaborators to also um, speak their truth. Mm-hmm. So in other words, we're empowering people to be the most they can by trusting who they are. And so, you know, as a conscious leader, you're lifting everybody up. You're raising everybody up to their optimal potential as opposed to maybe what we came from, from the last hundred years of, you know, like my dad's life, for instance, where yeah. it's all hierarchical and I win, you lose, and only one person can be the leader here. So times are changing mm-hmm. and I define these new times 
and the currency of it as higher consciousness. And when we recognize that and start to tap into uh, learning and taking that on, everything in our world changes. That's what I've discovered. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. And I think some of the things they're highlighting here are really, you know, worthy of a, a pause because historically it was like, you better believe one truth or you die. Right. Mm -hmm. And literally. And, literally. <laughs> and now we're in a time where the energies are shifting and people can be in their authenticity. People can have their truths and they can stay in connection instead of divide or power and control over. And this model that you're, you know, sharing and bringing forward really is about that win-win and people being in their authenticity and in their freedom and their sovereignty and their gifts, talents, and attributes so that everyone rises up instead of one person being kind of the... Um, one person leading while everyone else is suppressed from their fullest potential. Or, or just an elite group being in power, right? Right. Yeah. Well said. Right. Yeah. yeah. So tell me a little bit more about, um, if you will, because you said the three keys that you notice um, is surrender, going within into the intuition, and then having people tap into the divine energy that's within them. Did I get those mm -hmm. accurate? Yeah, I would say those are the foundational, um, you know, aspects of becoming a conscious leader. I mean, it all starts with developing your own higher consciousness, right? Yeah. And letting go of fear and growing into love. That's really what higher consciousness is to me, because as that happens um, and we become more, more of a conscious leader and, you know, seeking truth of self and others, win-win, mm -hmm. as I said, what happens is it starts to transform the work environment. It transforms mm -hmm. our communities. Uh, we work in support of each other instead of in dominance of each other, perhaps. Um, and it really, it, it, and it transforms communities. So they become more joyful environments. And as you say, more realized potential for each person that's a member of that environment. Mm. Uh, and so we, we see the values of people shift as they become more conscious. They don't feel the, the need to criticize and judge others the same way. Um, I well, mean, I can't tell you the, the awareness I have now, just being in conversations uh, or listening to conversations about the judgment that happens of just people that walk by instead of trying to find the greatness of people that walk by. So that becomes a shift. You know, you look for the greatness instead of you look for how they have flaws. Mm. Uh, I, I've witnessed I that, that. You know, when I hang out with you and my other, you know, really uh, sovereign, higher conscious friends and, you know, uh, peers and group, the conversation's different. Mm. It's about how to uplift always, as opposed to how do I get ahead? It's really interesting. Do you notice that, Elizabeth? A hundred percent. And I feel like it's such a gift to start to shift into, hey, I see your brilliance and I really want you to shine. And when you shine your brilliance and I shine my brilliance, like everything gets brighter. Everything, it goes like almost into technicolor, uh, you know, like everything is more vibrant and infused with more love. And a lot of yeah. that is releasing as you say, uh, Nancy, releasing the conditioning of fear that, mm -hmm. that unless you, the only, you know, fear and survival, m you yeah. know, mindset that mm -hmm. I need to win at the cost of others or right. I need to do X or Y better than others. And it's just, it's an old paradigm that is mm -hmm. dying on the vine, so to speak. Um, you know, one of the things that that uh, brings to mind for me is yeah. higher consciousness is what allows us to become free. I, mm -hmm. I, I always share that thought. And so some people say, well, what's the difference between freedom and sovereignty? Yeah. And so I, I like to think of it like this. Fr freedom, obviously, is when you get to live your life as you desire, right? Yep. So what happens when my desires are different than yours and, you know, it might intersect or prevent yours from happening if I 
um, continue to express my desires to their fullest. Well, if you're truly conscious, first of all, you seek a win-win solution. However, what I would say is sovereignty is where we live our freedoms where we don't prevent the freedom of others from happening. That to me is is true sovereignty. Agreed. As opposed to, um, again, I go back to my, my origins. Uh, there was freedom in the house, but only for my dad. So, you know. <laughs> and everyone had to support that freedom, right? <laughs> if you wanted to survive. That's exactly right. So, so freedom for all, instead of allowing, you know, me to live my life as I wanted, that was not quite allowed in our household until I grew up and decided that was important to me. Um, so sovereignty is where we all get to live our freedoms, not to the exclusion of other people living theirs, but where it intersects, we have to allow them to be who they are and accept them for who they are. So that's a, a very clear distinction in my mind hmm. uh, between freedom and sovereignty. And I, I teach sovereignty, I would guess, um, as opposed to just freedom. Nice. And um, I agree with you. Sovereignty is, there is a different, you know, and it's an interesting word because, uh, you know, it's been used in different ways, like, right, with, like, monarchy and there's that right our religion and then there's this new uh return or a return to the etymology of it which is what you're bringing forward of like it is people being in a sovereign state of going within of Mm -hmm. being authentically seated seen Mm -hmm. from a higher thinking and feeling state so that it's like i get to be me you get to be you and your brightest, fullest potential, not at the cost of each other, but actually because each of us is being fully ourselves and tapping into a higher thinking and feeling state, there's not the threat. It's like it removes threat. Well, and that's really the key is it, it becomes not a competitive society, but a cooperative society. And that's another really key difference in conscious leadership to me, the effects of conscious leadership is the support of that cooperation versus the competition. You know, it gets back to there's only one winner. No, that's not true. We can all be winners. Agree. And we're going to find out how we can all be winners when we come back. But um, before we take a brief break, what's your website? If people want to go and find you, can you share your website and a little bit? Yeah, where it's they just my whole you? name, nancyclaremontcar.com and Claremont is C-L-A-I-R-M-O-N-T-C-A-R-R.com. Awesome. So um, if you're interested in learning more about Nancy and her transformational conscious leadership principles, definitely go check out nancyclaremontcar.com and we're going to be returning here shortly with more on exploring sovereignty with nancy claremont Carr in studio and how that impacts the current changes we are finding ourselves in as we step mm-hmm. into higher consciousness yeah. thank you nancy I'm Elizabeth Sullivan, a certified yoga therapist and friend of the Being Curious show and host of Exploring Sovereignty with Elizabeth and owner of Soma Soul Sovereignty. I'm excited to announce my upcoming Soma Healing Experience, The Physical Alchemist. This program is designed to teach you how to embody your divine nature in a beautiful and sacred space at the Ohm Center of Healing in St. Paul. It's held twice a month from September of 2023 through January of 2024. I will guide you through a deep dive of grounding high-frequency energy into your physical, mental, and emotional bodies for optimal health and wellness. Throughout the program, you will learn various techniques, including re-education of your pelvic floor and core, and how to support your physical, mental, and emotional bodies with breath practices and working with the foundational practices of yoga and Ayurveda. I always bring passion, dedication, and commitment to everything I teach with the deep desire to help people step into their sovereignty and self-healing states. To reserve a spot in the Physical Alchemist program, visit elizabethsullivan.love or the Ohm Center of Healing. I'm Elizabeth Sullivan, owner of Soma Soul Sovereignty. I teach people to transform and heal their bodies, minds, and spirits and manifest higher consciousness. 
My hope with Summa Soul Sovereignty is that you open up to the power to heal yourself. We believe the power to heal is within each of us. It supports us coming home to ourselves and our authenticity. The alchemy of Soma Yoga, Ayurveda, energy medicine, and multidimensional healing is a synergistic approach that supports this self-healing state within and around us. It is filled with common sense and a deep understanding of the beauty for life and consciousness. It reminds us that our true divine nature is light aligned with love, and when we orientate toward it, much releases, heals, and transforms. Experience the power and freedom within and ways to support your body, mind, and spirit being unified. Soma Soul Sovereignty, awaken to your light within. For more information, visit elizabethsullivan.love or somasoulsovereignty.com. That's somasoulsovereignty.com. Exploring Sovereignty with Elizabeth, and we're in studio with Nancy Claremont Carr from The Joy Effect, and she is the founder and president of The Joy Effect. She is also a member of the Community for Higher Consciousness and the School for Higher Consciousness, and she is in studio with us, and we are talking all things about conscious leadership, um, higher consciousness, and how it helps us move into a win-win state, cooperation instead of competition. And it really brings out everyone's brilliance, authenticity, and truth um, so that it can be a more synergistic community. Um, Nancy, tell us a little bit about uh, what you've discovered because, you know, you've had quite the journey um, from corporate work into coaching work about the function of optimized health and wellness and how that informs living our purpose. Okay, a topic that I think I didn't, and most people maybe don't put a lot of thought into how it gets in our way if we don't have optimal health and wellness. And I'm not just talking about the normal, you know, like, oh, I'm tired today. Yeah. I'm talking about, um, let's say, the traumas that happened to us along the way. And uh, as one of my clients said to me when I, when I was trying to explain generally about uh, the work I do uh, uh, at the beginning, I said, you know, well, I, 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 I help clear trauma from people's past, you know, like, you know, you can think back and there's trauma in most people's life. She goes, trauma? I haven't had any trauma. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, people don't I, always I, identify I, with the word of it, but yes. Right, right. So that's a general word, but I, I pointed out to this person that trauma can be as small as um, somebody saying a cross word to us, but our body takes it in as an offense, and so yeah. it stays with us. So from a physical sense, uh, you know, lowered health and wellness is the accumulation of all the trauma, big or small, in our life mm -hmm. that causes locks to full potential, mm -hmm. causes um, fear about moving in certain directions, mm -hmm. and causes limitations to, in my case, sleep. Mm -hmm. so, uh, so, and trauma can happen from all lifetimes. Mm -hmm. So even if we don't recognize we've experienced this trauma, it's there. Yep. So learning to release the embedded trauma or the embedded, we call them trapped emotions, or there's many words for it. Sure. Um, but learning to release that is really critical to being able to express raise that consciousness ladder going up into full consciousness you know reaching higher consciousness so when we talk about health and wellness it's not just so we have you know energy to go party or energy to feel good during the day it's really addressing as i said earlier any pain that comes up in any of those arenas mental physical emotional because that just indicates another area to clear so we can get closer to our brilliance and communicate and, and shine that light on others so, so creating optimal health and wellness is really a critical fundamental part of reaching higher consciousness, of becoming a conscious leader and being free to express your truth. And so it took me a while to um, 
come to that full realization, but I did, you know, health coaching for the last 23 years. And of course that taught me a lot. And then when I learned the principles of energy and how energy sticks in our body, putting all that together created a much deeper understanding of the importance and critical nature of creating the um, optimal health and wellness. So I just want to give you a quick example. I have, yeah. I have a, just like came to me, I have a client who, oh my gosh, abundance is her middle name financially and just about every other way. And so she turns everything into gold. So that is not the issue. Yeah. As she's doing that, uh, you know, we're working on clearing out other obstacles that this person has. And um, one of them turns out to be an inability to feel worthy enough to take time for oneself, which is a very common issue. Mm. What, what we're finding, though, in this person's case is that is causing an inordinate amount of stress because she keeps taking on more and more business at the detriment of taking care of herself. I mean, it's sort of like the oxygen mask on the plane, right? It's right. really basic, basic stuff. But people don't think of it in that terms. Oh, I'm doing great. You know, I'm doing great. This is growing. Everything's the way I want it. However, until you deal with the pain, which in this case is different things are showing up for her that are hurting. And, you know, she'll say, clear this, do this, Nancy. And so we, we do that. Um, what it gets at is the underlying beliefs and energy patterns that are going to mm -hmm. limit her unless she changes it. So that's why I now realize and work fully on optimizing health and wellness in all areas, physical, mental, and emotional. So that it just makes such a difference to be able to live our purpose fully. Absolutely. And do you, when you work with your clients, are there things that your clients have in common? Oh my gosh. That's a, yes, that they absolutely do. Um, there's probably three things that is across the board. Um, the first one is the difficulty in learning how to surrender and what it really means. And <laughs> I'm sure, Elizabeth, we could talk all day about that one, We right? could talk all day about that one. Yeah, you and I yeah, have both, you and I have both had quite the journey on that. It's quite the journey. Um, and so in almost all cases, I can't really think of any where it's not the truth. Learning to surrender makes the path easier. Hmm. So that understanding that surrendering is a critical part of becoming a conscious leader and even if you don't relate to the word conscious leader let's just say creating the path you want let's yeah, just use that for sure phrase. creating the path you want learning to surrender and realizing you you've got to let go of trying to control the people in the situation and know and and realize there is an optimal way to do this and just listen to what that is. So that is across the board, a big challenge. And the second, I think, is that um, we each have specific issues we come to clear. We come to learn, we come to perfect, right? And, and move out of our way to create the life we want. And I hear many people feeling frustration because, you know, well, why is this so difficult for me? It's not for so-and-so. So that comparison oh, yeah. to mm -hmm. the journey they, a, a person has, I find that's pretty common too. That's probably the second biggest thing. And, and so really helping people understand you're here to deal with these particular, maybe it's the top two or three issues and this is your journey. So don't ever worry about that because let's just focus on what you need to, to succeed in all areas, whatever success is for you. And I think probably the third thing that I find across the board is there are all kinds of reasons people think freedom and sovereignty isn't for them, meaning they, they don't think they could ever achieve it. They don't think they deserve it. Whatever the reason, you've heard it in the old vernacular, too fat, too thin, too old, too young, whatever. Right. People have uh, limitations they almost die for yep. <laughs> instead of creating opportunities to live for. And so um, that belief that that's not for them is not true. And so I focus on those three things with my clients and remind them that freedom and sovereignty is available to everyone. It's a birthright. And it takes a decision. Even if you don't know how, you're going to create it. It takes a decision that you want it and that you're not going to stop until it's there. So it doesn't matter what happened to you before. It matters what we do from here forward. Yeah. Um, so my job is to uh, really communicate that these are temporary challenges, those three things, and then helping them with learning how to clear 
and remove the obstacles uh, and empower them to uh, reach the life they truly want. Yeah. So what what's one thing like if our, our listeners are listening and they might be like, well, okay, I could definitely learn to surrender. I have some challenges comparing, com, you know, comparing myself to others. And mm-hmm. I'm not sure, you know, that third one of like, is freedom and sovereignty really my birthright? Is it really like something that I can attain? Is there like a simple practice you could share with our listeners that might help them start to tap into, you know, surrendering, going within and going into that divine energy flow that is available to all of us? Is there like a simple invitation or call to action that you might share with people? Well, yes. Something I am known for in my my circle is (laughs) um, a long time ago, I started this little practice and I call it the tea. And um, it's a way to, it's just a little teeny practice that helps us to know what we have actually control over. You know, we have no control over, but we have infinite support for. And so I I tell people, okay, if you could just put a T on a piece of paper on the left side, you're going to put you at the top. And on the right side, you can put higher consciousness or God or the universe or whatever higher power you seek from, you know, seek support from. Sure. And so on on the left side, you're going to, maybe you think of a certain project you're working on or a certain challenge you're dealing with, and you might want to put it on the left side, what do you really have control over on that side? You know, maybe it's becoming aware of your um, behavior when you get triggered. So you might have control over, first off, creating awareness that this is happening, right? And you might have control over, okay, I could create a pause instead of jumping to conclusions. And so anyway, the list goes on. Whatever the issue is that you're trying to address and resolve, you could put on that left side, what do you have control over? And then I teach people on the right side, you could identify um, things you want help with, things you're going to surrender about, meaning um, you might need a mountain moved for more time. Sure. You might, you know, you might need um, something to happen to create the right venue. Yeah. I don't know what the project is, but you might need help in um, understanding how to reach that other person and connect better. So whatever it is you don't have the solution for, that goes on the right side. So it could be large or small. And what I find with that small exercise is we start to focus on the things we only really have control over and we start to lose stress over, in other words, release stress over the things we really don't have control over. And once we have done that, we can start to ask for help on that. And that's what I mean by surrender. Realize I don't know the answer to that. And it's okay. I'm asking for help here. You know, I'm asking for help and I'm willing to receive it. And it's going to come to you in some form. And so we teach them, you know, those different forms. So that's one little thing we can do. No, I love it. And that's been a great practice that I've enjoyed playing with myself that you shared with me a while back. Just, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like if I'm really working on something how, what, what do I need to surrender to my higher self and say, please, I'm asking for a miracle. I'm asking for divine intervention. Yeah, I'm asking right. the universe to rise up and support this. And what do I need to make conscious other action oriented, you know, work on that I have some agency on that side so that I'm you know, in the flow of those two. Absolutely. And that's a great way of of further defining it. And another thing that I've started to do recently with my um, clients is, you know, worry and stress is, you know, predominant in our minds, right? Stress might be the definition of it might be we have this much time and we got to get this much done and we don't know how we're going to do it. So we start to worry. And what I wanted to say about that is I've started to ask people to say, to ask themselves, what, first of all, what am I really worried about? What am I worried about? And then we have to say, I'm asking them to ask themselves, is that true? Is the assumption that what we're worrying about is true? Is that true? Because what happens is we go along with, with you know, based on our beliefs, we behave, 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 right? We have certain behaviors and habits. Yeah. When we start to challenge things we think are true, 
we can step back and realize maybe we don't have to behave that way anymore because that's actually not really true. Right. And so there's a whole bunch of teaching around that. Um, but that's really a good first question. And the reason I'm bringing that up is because one of my clients who's extremely smart took that to heart. And she said, you know, Nancy, that's like the single biggest thing that you've given me so far <laughs> that I can every single day, well, recently, every single day that I can say, geez, you know, geez, what, why am I so worried? Is that really true? What I'm, what I'm thinking is going to happen. Well, how do I know that? You know, so. Well, so you're inviting people to stay current with themselves and not go yeah. back into their limited belief patterns that might be informing right. the present, which is brilliant. But, but it's a way of not saying, well, what's your limiting belief? Well, right. you know, that's a big word. So just say, what is it that you think is going to happen? Right. And uh, is it true? So tell yeah, us. Is it true? Is it true? So tell us, you um, have an upcoming eight-week coaching entitled Conscious Leadership Transforms. Um, can you share just a moment about that and, wh- yeah, and how people true. can um, find more out about that? Yeah, sure. So, you know, if you resonate with anything we talk about today and just have more questions, curiosity about how you can, you know, become better at it. Um, September 19th starts, it's an eight week program. Um, and it's, uh, it's about con- these conscious leadership principles and a few other things woven in there to be able to embody them. Right. And it's, um, it's online. So it's very flexible. You can go to my website, nancyclaremontcar.com and look under the school of higher consciousness. And it's the last program offered there. And anyway, it's, it'll be, um, it'll be a great workshop more because you're going to, it's not lecture. I, I'm not into big lectures. I like to do things with people. I so it'll be it. very fun, very empowering. Um, and it's really the beginning of learning how to create your journey the way you want it to be. I love it. Thank you so much, Nancy Claremont Carr, for being in studio with us from The Joy Effect. This is Exploring Sovereignty with Elizabeth and Nancy Claremont Carr and exploring pathways that are curious and conscious to bring you into more sovereignty and authenticity and discover yours. Thank you. This has been awesome. Same.